morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Friday morning, October 1st. So glad to have you along. My name is Tom Short. A special welcome to any who are new today, but also a special welcome to any who are coming with us day by day, building the scripture in your life bit by bit, verse by verse, as we obey God, as we learn, as we build his scripture into our life, he transforms us from the inside out. That's true religion, isn't it? Man-made religion is all pressure from the outside. True Christianity is God making us new on the inside. You know, I was on campus this week, and some, uh, you know, this girl was, was asking. She said, you know, she breaks all the rules, and so she couldn't be a good Christian because she can't keep the rules. And that was her vision of Christianity. That was her vision of religion. That was her vision of the church. You've got to keep the rules. And I talked to her about if Christ comes to live in you, it's not so much a matter of keeping the rules because he changes you on the inside out. He changes you from the inside out. He changes your heart. And so you don't look at it like all these rules I need to keep because God writes his rules. He writes the law in your heart, the law of love for God. And it's not a matter of I got to keep the rules. It's I love to seek the Lord and please him. It's totally different, is it not? Well, let's get on to today's message. Welcome. We've been talking about Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It really is a pretty revolutionary concept. And I'd like to talk this morning, I've got kind of a provocative title for this message, and that is in seeking these the, the, the will of God and doing the will of God and God granting the desires of your heart. Can you ever think outside the box... And more provocatively, can you think outside the scripture? Now, let me start by saying I come from a tradition, and my understanding of the Christian faith has extremely high regard for the Bible. We believe it is God's word to us. We believe it is all sufficient. It gives us all we need to know for doctrine. It gives us all we need to know for Christian life, Christian practice. In the Word of God, we've been talking about this for a long time, have we not? I mean, we even had a series on this a few weeks ago, how important the Scripture is into our life. We never want to neglect it. We want to build our life on the Scripture. But I also come from a tradition that we try so hard to follow the model of the Scripture that we can be painstakingly, spend painstaking time what exactly did Paul do? What exactly did the New Testament church do? How exactly did they operate? And we can think that everything they did was, was not just the principles of what they did, but we want to find their exact practices. And we can look at, we can think in terms of what was going on in that first century, and we can do so. We, we can uh, want to Im imitate it and emulate it as closely as possible. Now, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I also I'm intrigued by certain scriptures where people whose heart was in alignment with God, who loved the Lord, who wanted to see him glorified, and somehow they came up with ideas that it didn't seem God put it in their heart. It seems they came up with it. 
Now, God is always initiating with us, and God does put things in our heart. But there seems to be some times when people came up with things on their own. I, have, I will give you three examples that I mentioned in my email last night, my daily email. If you don't subscribe to it, you go to TomThePreacher.com and subscribe. But here were the three examples that came to my mind. The first is when David came down and he saw Goliath challenging the, the, the armies of Israel. And all the warriors, they weren't doing anything about it. They'd run out to bat. They'd run out and raise their war cry. Goliath would show up. He'd scream out something. They'd all run back the other direction. And here came a little shepherd boy just bringing down some food to his brothers, the warriors, delivering the food. And he got the idea. How come no one's standing up to this Goliath guy? How come no one comes up with an innovative way? Sure, he's got a big sword. He's got a big shield. None of us can beat him in a traditional way. But by golly, that guy's that guy is insulting the armies of God. He's blaspheming the Lord God. And something came in David's heart, and something came up where he got the idea, I can just make a slingshot, and I can kill that guy from a distance. I can, I'll get him. I'll go get him, God. I'll go get him, Saul. Let me get him. He came up, he thought outside the box. He came up with an idea. His heart was in alignment with God. He was distressed to see the God of Israel being blasphemed the way he was. And he came up with an idea on his own, and, and down, down came the giant. How about later? Very important one. When David was in his nice home, in, the, in his kingdom, in his palace, it came to his mind. You know, I live in a nice home, but God doesn't have a home here. We ought to build a house for God. And he came up with the idea, let's build a temple for the Lord. Now, that was his idea. It was, the scripture says, when Solomon later on actually built the temple, here's what the scripture says. Now, it was in the heart of my father David to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father, because it was in your heart to build a house for me, you did well that it was in your heart. It seems that this was David's idea. Now, the temple became a very, very important part of the Jewish religion, the Jewish faith, Jewish practice. And it seems as if David, this man after God's own heart, and his heart was in line with God, he thought, well, I got a house. And all these people got a house, but God doesn't have a house. Obviously, we cannot build a house, as it says in Isaiah 66, but the idea that a place where people could come and worship God, that was his idea. And God honored him for that. Of course, he used, because David was a man of bloodshed, he used his son Solomon to actually build it. However, it seems as if God was pleased that David came up with this idea. One other case I'll give it actually was with Nehemiah. The walls of Jerusalem were, were destroyed. They were knocked down. They were, and the enemy was going in and out, and Israel, uh, Jerusalem was not protected. And Nehemiah heard this, and he wept, and he wept, and it broke his heart. And somehow it seems that Nehemiah came up with the idea, well, I'll go rebuild those walls. I can do it. Now, he was just, you know, he was the cupbearer to the king. He had to travel a long distance. He had to marshal a lot of resources. This would not be an easy thing for him to do. It wasn't like he was living in Jerusalem at the time and it was just a matter of, you know, start rebuilding or get, get some volunteers. It required him to do something, uh, uh, 
way out of the ordinary, out of the, out of the box, and an idea that he came up with. All of which I'm saying was my friend. Now, by the way, let me do stress that with David slaying Goliath and with uh, Nehemiah building the walls, that was kind of, we might say that was a no-brainer. There was an obvious need. Someone had to take that giant down. Someone had to build those walls up. Now, that temple, that idea of building a house for God and the temple, that was, that was really outside the box. That was a fresh idea. It's a new idea. All of which I want to say is this. These people, their heart was in alignment with God. They were delighting in the Lord. They loved God. They loved God's glory. They wanted to see God's ways here on the earth. They wanted to see God glorified here on the earth. They, they, they were people who cared about God and the things of God. And in the process, they got ideas of how to, how to bring that glory, how to bring glory to God, how to further the ways of God. They got ideas that weren't necessarily spoken to them like a prophet told them or the Bible told them they to do this. It came in their own heart. It came up on their own. And God honored their request. God granted those desires. And the walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt. The, the giant came tumbling down. The temple of God was built. You know, we look throughout history, and I see the same idea of people whose hearts are in alignment. It might be as simple, you know, I, I often think of like Chick-fil-A, which I enjoy going to. And I think here's a family that built this restaurant train to the glory of God and all over America now. I mean, most people love their food. They know they're Christian. They love the greeting. They love to hear us say, you know, when you say thank you, my pleasure. They don't say no problem. I'm, a, you know, my pleasure to serve you. They, they institute a, a value, a culture that is honoring to God. And nowhere in the scriptures that say go build a restaurant chain. But somehow this family, Truett Cathy and his kids, they got this idea of serving to the glory of God and providing a need for people. And look how God has used this restaurant chain, a restaurant chain to the glory of God in our nation in these days. Historically, you find all kinds of other things. People build orphanages. The Bible doesn't say to build orphanages. But look at how many people, they, 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 they loved God. They saw a need, and, God, and, and something arose in their heart, and God honored them, and God used them. They thought outside the box. They came up with ideas that they were not anti-Scripture, but there was nothing in the Scripture that said go build an orphanage or go build a school or go build a... Or, or go, you know, build a hospital or something of this nature. I want to encourage you. If God, if, if, if there's good desires in your heart to, that will glorify God and serve people, maybe God just wants to do something outside the box with you. Now, when I say, I know it's provocative, as I said earlier, when I say maybe outside the Scripture, not anti-Scripture, Maybe it was a balance to what I say here is King Saul. Now Saul, you know, was a he ended up he was the first king of Israel and he ended up doing some, you know, he was not a good king. And God had God had instructed him specifically, go annihilate the Amalekites and kill them all. Kill everything they got because they were they were wicked, evil people, and God gave him specific instructions. 
Well, they went and they did, they did about 99% of what God told them to do. But he said, they saved the best of the sheep and goats. We thought we would sacrifice those to the Lord. And we saved the king. We didn't kill him. So, But we thought we would sacrifice these. And the Lord said to him in 1 Samuel 15, Has the Lord as much delight in sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? So understand, now by the way, his... He probably didn't really want to sacrifice. He probably had other ulterior motives. He was listening to the voice of the people, and he didn't fully carry out what God told him to do. So make sure you're doing the things God tells you to do. Make sure you're focused there. But if, if, if you are delighting in the Lord, if your light is in a, heart is in alignment with God, if you long to see him glorified, trust and believe that as you're on the path of life, honoring God, and ideas come into your mind, Ideas that would glorify God and bless others. Receive those. Believe that God wants to fulfill those good desires. And God may, you follow some of them. You act on some of them. And God may raise you up to do some extraordinary things. Some extraordinary things that we might not necessarily see modeled in Scripture. But you're going to make history for God now. I hope for that. I hope that for you. Hope it for me. Hope it for our kids and grandkids. Let's have that idea that we will be people who do extraordinary things because we delight in the Lord and our God comes through for us. Our God comes through and does things for us to answer those desires. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you. We bless you. We delight in you today. We obey this command to delight in the Lord. We take pleasure in you. You're awesome. We delight to praise you. We love to sing to you. You, you bring joy to our heart. You lift our spirits. And uh, Father, we bless you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Father, give us this. Might we be people who delight in you. Teach us how to delight in you more and more and more. And Father, we thank you today for the good desires you put in our heart to bring you glory, to love you, to serve others. I pray, Father, that people, even on this very live stream right here, you would be, Lord, Lord, that as we align with you, as our heart draws near to you, and things come into our mind to think, wow, I could do this, or, or I'd love to see this happen, or if I couldn't fail, I would do this. And these passions keep coming up, and they keep arising within us. Father, help us to believe that you want us to pursue these things bring them to reality, and that you would come through for us in miraculous ways, that you would enable us to do more than we thought we could do, exceeding abundantly beyond all we could even ask or imagine. And Father, I pray that as we seek to honor you, whether it's building a wall, slaying a giant, whatever it could be, that Lord, you would use us on this live stream who listen to these things, these messages, Lord, use us in, in ways that are extraordinary. Use us, we pray, in ways that bring you glory. We delight, Lord, in seeing other. I delight in seeing how others have done this. And we say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Use me. Use me to expand your kingdom. Use me to love people. Use me. Use us, Lord, to bring your glory to others. Use us to be a blessing to others. Use us, Lord, to bring you glory and bless others in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
raise up evangelists, raise up teachers, raise up businessmen, businesswomen, educators, political leaders, entertainment leaders. Lord, raise up people in all people in the healthcare, people in all kinds of areas who will, because they they love you and their hearts in line with you, they will think outside the box, come up with new ideas, extraordinary ideas that would bring glory to you and service and blessing to others. We pray for this, and thank you, hear our prayer. We delight in you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, I think that's the end of this series as we've gone through this the last five days. If you haven't watched all five days, go back and start last Monday where we talked about, introduced this idea, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I think it can be a key thing. I think this can help energize your life, your Christian life, your walk with God, and maybe bring out within you some gifting and some passions that God has put in your heart that maybe been suppressed or latent. And that's what I hope for you. I hope they can come out. God bless you. Love you guys. So glad to have you along with me. And we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning as we get together every day in the Word of God and prayer, okay? And I uh, look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. Make sure, by the way, and subscribe, hit the notify, leave a comment, and like this video. And then, of course, share with your friends and tell them about it as well, okay? God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.